Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Thirteen more shopping days until Christmas, and if you are shopping for Hanukkah, you're late. Happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. This is John Frenet. It is Tuesday, December 12th, and welcome to your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. When we hear of an attack in the subway, it's incredibly unsettling. And let's be also clear, this was an attempted terrorist attack. And that was New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. Monday's failed suicide bomb attack in subway tunnels connecting New York's Times Square with Port Authority was inspired by terrorist attacks in Europe that targeted Christmas markets, the suspect told investigators. Law enforcement officials added that the suspect exploded the bomb to get back at the U.S. for airstrikes aimed at ISIS in Syria and other places. The suspect was identified as 27-year-old Akayad Ula, a Brooklyn resident who emigrated to the U.S. from Bangladesh. He remained in serious condition at Bellevue Hospital, where he was being treated for burns to his hands and abdomen. Three other people suffered minor injuries in the explosion. Disappointing yet not unexpected news out of Anne Arundel County, where we have set a new record for fatal opioid overdoses. At the beginning of December, 142 people have died in the county due to opioid-related overdoses, which has eclipsed 2016's year total of 119. The problem seems to be with fentanyl and carfentanil, and County Health Officer Fran Phillips said, if it weren't for the introduction of fentanyl, I'm convinced our overdoses and fatalities would be declining. Records show that three out of every four fatal overdoses were linked to fentanyl or one of its derivatives. This all despite the county's best efforts to curb the opioid epidemic. They instituted the Safe Stations program where anybody can go to a police or fire department if they are in need and get medical help. In July, the federal government allowed Maryland to accept Medicaid funds toward addiction treatment. The police department has a unit devoted solely to cases of fatal overdoses, and they are charging people for providing the drugs to people that die. Of course, the county is still continuing with their push on awareness and education with the Not My Child program, which goes out to county schools and community centers and neighborhoods, teaching everything from the dangers of prescription opioids to how to administer Narcan, how to get Narcan, etc. I have a love-hate relationship with the Annapolis Mall, and it's a mostly hate relationship, except for the Apple Store and maybe the movie theater. And it looks like the Westfield Corporation, based out of Australia, has been acquired by a European retail conglomerate. European company Unibal Radamco has acquired Westfield in a $15.7 billion acquisition. They will acquire all of their U.S. properties, as well as all of their U.K. properties, including the Annapolis Mall, but they will not be taking over the Australian properties, which are branded simply as Westfield. No word as to what the new company will do to the mall, what changes. We have heard that a Wegmans will be going in there and that Sears's lease is sort of short term. Merriam-Webster has named its word for the year, and this year the word is feminism. 
According to Merriam-Webster, the word was a top lookup throughout the year with several spikes that corresponded to various news reports and events. The dictionary editors use a formula that weighs the raw number of lookups with current events to come up with the list every year. Other names on the list were kind of weird. Uh, you had Dotard, which was famously introduced by King John Un, and Yiro, or for those that don't pronounce it well and get yelled at from the people at Chris's Charcoal Pit, Gyro. And I'm guessing that might be in the Jimmy Fallon thing. How do you pronounce the Gyro? Gyro, Yiro. Who knows? The area's next best chance for snow is going to come on Thursday and Friday evenings with so-called clippers coming down from Canada, and they have a chance to drop a few inches of snow. How cool would that be for Midnight Madness? Stick around. We're going to talk to George Young, and he's going to let us know exactly what's in our forecast. Did you know that more than 1,200 mental health patients had to be transferred last year by AAMC to facilities outside our area because these facilities do not exist right here in our own area? Denim and Diamonds is a fabulous, fun evening under the stars to support expanding mental health care in our community. AAMC Foundation proudly thanks RXNT for their generous $50,000 exclusive presenting sponsorship. Get more info at AAMC denimanddiamonds.org This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. Hey everyone, this is George from DMV Weather. Here's your Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, December 12th. Cold, cloudy, and windy will be the theme for the rest of the week starting this afternoon. For today, we forecasted a target high temp of 47 degrees for downtown Annapolis and 48 degrees for BWI Airport, which should happen sometime between 12 and 2 p.m. before an Arctic front moves through the Annapolis region from the west-northwest, and we see windy conditions of 15 to 20 miles per hour with gusts to 30 or greater take over and temps will drop from the 40s to the upper 20s between 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. And with this front moving through, we might even see some passing snow showers as well. So don't be too surprised if you see flakes flying out there between approximately 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. today. And those afternoon winds might even increase a bit overnight tonight as temps get down into the upper teens to mid-20s across all of Anne Arundel County, setting the stage for a very cold and still windy Wednesday across the region with high temps only in the upper 20s to low 30s and winds still 10 to 20 miles per hour with gusts to 30 or greater. And from there, we'll see a small storm move across the region late Wednesday night and Thursday morning, a classic Alberta Clipper low-pressure center coming out of Alberta, Canada, which could bring a very small amount of snow to the area, but at this point, any accumulations of any significance seem like a major long shot, but stay tuned. Finally, Thursday and Friday will bring both high temps only in the upper 30s, so get set for several days of much below average temps with frequently windy conditions as early winter continues to do its thing. Okay, that's it for us today. Be sure to download our free weather app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store by searching for DC MDVA Weather and also follow us 24-7-365 on our website at dmvweather.com or on social media via Twitter or Facebook. This is George Young of DMV Weather with your Annapolis forecast. Bundle up out there and remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. Hey there, this is John Fernay, and the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief is sponsored by, well, it could be you. Podcasting is a growing trend, and since launching on September 1st, we have more than 10,000 downloads of this podcast, plus thousands of listens on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. In addition to our Facebook page, All Annapolis, and our Twitter account, we distribute the Daily News Brief to Apple Podcasts, 
which used to be called iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn app that can be played on your Amazon Echo or Google Home device. We focus on local news, local weather, local events, and local sports, including high school and college. So our audience is pretty tightly targeted to the greater Annapolis area. And if you own or manage a local business, you're likely customer. Intrigued? Well, here's something to think about. Your company could be featured on this daily podcast for less than $20 a day. Interested? Shoot me an email and let's talk. My email address is john at ionanapolis.net, and that's E-Y-E-O-N-A-N-N-A-P-O-L-I-S, but you already knew that, dot net. Let's get together and see what we can make happen. They say opinions are like, here we are with a dose of opinion for you. On Saturday night, I got busted. I spent the day on Saturday in Philly covering the Army-Navy game. Believe it or not, they serve chicken cheesesteaks, which is just plain wrong, and I am currently arguing that with my Facebook friends. And then I got a flat tire on 95 on the way home. Both Navy and I were having really not so very good days. On the way home, I decided to stop by my post office for my mail and totally pulled a California stop at the corner of President and Madison Avenues in Eastport. As I coasted through the stop sign on a seemingly empty road, I noticed out of the corner of my eye a car parked where I usually see the Annapolis Police Department's net car. And yes, it was an Annapolis Police Department car that immediately pulled me over. Now, Officer Kess came up and was incredibly polite. He asked for my license and registration, advised me that I had run the stop sign, which I freely admitted I had. I had my license already out, and I did something that I've never done before when I've been stopped, not that I've been stopped that often. But I looked to him and explained to him that my registration was in my glove box and that that's what I was going to get. And I sat and I waited for some sort of a nod or permission from him to do so. I certainly didn't want him to think that I was reaching for anything other than my registration. He eyed up the documents and asked me to sit tight and said he was going to be issuing me a warning. And my day suddenly got a little bit better. Then something strange happened. Another officer appeared out of nowhere and she approached my car and she said, quote, I saw you on Hilltop, unquote. Well, it made sense to me because that's the way I came, and I told her that. She said, I saw you by the rec center. I looked at her, and I said, again, that makes perfect sense because the rec center's on Hilltop, and that's the way I came. She asked me where I was going. I said I was going to get my mail and then home. I was tired. She questioned me about the mail. She questioned me about the time of the night. I was like, yeah. And she says, no post office is open at 1030 at night. I said, yes, it is. She said, no, it's not. I said, I've got a post office box that's open 24-7. She said she had never heard of that and told me to stay put as she went to confer with Officer Kess. Well, Officer Kess had my license and my registration, so I'm not really going anywhere. And I could see in my rearview mirror that they were having some sort of a conference. Nothing really came of it. Eventually, Officer Kess came back up, handed me my warning, gave me the obligatory, make sure you stop for all those stop signs in the future, son, warning. And I thanked him. I shook his hand. I told him to have a good night and to be safe. And I drove off. As I thought about it, what was the deal with that other officer? From my point of view, I was clearly not a threat. Middle-aged, gray-haired guy with college stickers on the back window. I immediately pulled over. So why with the intimidation? I was pulled over for a minor traffic violation, yet put on edge by an officer seemingly determined to find something else wrong. Neither officer followed me to the post office to make sure I wasn't lying, 
but I suspect the female officer may have swung by at some time a little bit later on in the shift just to double check to make sure that they were indeed open at night. It all worked out. I got my warning for which I was very, very thankful. Ain't nobody need a traffic ticket right before Christmas, trust me. And Officer Kess, if you're listening to this, thank you again. He did an exemplary job and I made it home safely. So just a little story with some kudos to one incredibly professional Annapolis City cop. They get too few and they really should get more. And maybe a suggestion to Chief Baker that some of his officers might benefit from a little bit more customer service training. After all, the police are in the customer service business, and the whole purpose of this neighborhood policing initiative of his is to put the public at ease with cops. It didn't happen to me at Saturday night at 10.30 at the corner of President and Madison. In the end, I left the traffic stop like I left the Army-Navy game, conflicted and a bit defeated. And that's what's on my mind today. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at noon. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.